Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ramblin' Radio. I don't know what number, but this is the second episode this week. Happy Wednesday. Very exciting times because the Creator's Blueprint is still open, but we are closing the doors. We are closing the doors to this transformational program on Friday at midnight. So your chances of getting inside this program are closing very, very fast. It goes by quickly. And I love this week because I get to see the people that make the decision that's going to transform their mind, their business, and their life forever. This is a decision that you have to make. At some point in your career, you have to finally invest in yourself and not just invest in yourself, but make the decisions as if you've already made it. Make the decisions that a highly successful you who already has the business would make with no questions asked. And that's how you have to continue to up-level year after year. And this week, I love this week because I get to see who those people are. Who are the people that are truly making those decisions and ready to make the commitment to take this to a lifestyle? This is a, this is a lifestyle. It's not just a business, but it's a lifestyle. And we've been talking, I mean, this whole podcast is around that, right? And if you've been following me on Instagram, you've seen the incredible success stories that these people are having, not just on this podcast, but also on Instagram. We had Paul who signed up $30,000 worth of work, 30K with a K, $30,000 worth of work. That's 20 times the investment of this program. And he signed up $30,000 worth of work in a month. And that's just after this program. We had someone that Luke, who, who you're going to hear later this week on the podcast, who's already been on the podcast as well, he, had a, he got a $6,500 client. That's just one client, which is fantastic. But then he took it to another level and turned it into a $9,000 client. Incredible. Incredible. We, ha we have people that are also just getting their very first client. We have people that have been signing on retainers that have covered all their monthly expenses. The success stories after these seven weeks blow my mind year after year. And the only reason why I'm jacked up about it is because it's, I mean, it's, it, let's be honest, it's pretty fucking incredible. And the best part about that is that was only after seven weeks. Imagine what these people are going to do a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. This program, yeah, you're going to get results in seven weeks, but let's talk about a year from now. Let's talk about what your life is going to look like after two years of doing the right things day after day after day. This is a commitment right? So if you are someone that is finally ready to take responsibility for their future, for their successes, and not just wait for it to happen, but to attack and be aggressive with it and go for it. If you are someone that's finally ready to commit and, and take full responsibility for everything that they have in their life, if you're someone that is ready to do that, this program is here for you right now it's time to step inside make the decision every single person that has made this decision they do not regret it i've never regretted once investing in myself not once it has always turned into something even if i don't even know it during the program a few months later i'm like oh wow that that was it that's what i got from this this is a lifelong journey, and if you want to be a part of it and want to be a part of our CB family, join us before it's too late on Friday. This is it. This is the last round. Enjoy this podcast with Lucas. He's only 16, 
and he's got the most clarity that he's ever had in his life. He's doing the things at 16. I was like, uh, I don't even know what I was doing. I was playing video games and, and running around acting like, just like a 16 year old. <laughs> this kid is crazy. I can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode. Um, he just finished up the careers blueprint and what he's doing is amazing. He's got a brand new photography course that he's created and he's also starting to take on bigger and better clients. Enjoy this episode. Three, two, one, boom. Lucas, what's up, my man? How are you? How's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Welcome to uh, the I'm podcast. I'm excited, dude. Welcome to the podcast. Let's go, babe. How many? <laughs> you have your own podcast. I do. So this is not new to you this is this is you're starting to get some repetition and how many how many episodes do you have i think i recorded episode 10 last week maybe episode 10 yeah that's as many as you i know you're in the 50s or something but we a little bit of practicing i think this is going to be 65 i think wow 65 we're getting we're starting to get there starting to get there but you might you might catch up to me you never know (laughs) yeah who who knows who knows knows? it's not it's not a race dude i I really appreciate you being here you know your story and and just kind of what you're doing right now is very inspiring and that's a big reason why i wanted you to come on to this podcast is is because you're 16 years old and i'm just going to throw that out there to let everyone know listening to this right now that you're only 16 and I think age limits so many people when it comes to achieving certain things. Have you experienced that? Have you heard that in with your friends or things like that? Like, do you feel those limiting things kind of um, come at you because of just your age? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some of that out there. Um, there's always that stereotypical answer. If you tell someone you're starting a business at age 16, it's kind of waved off as not significant or you're not going to be successful necessarily. Yeah. I think a lot of that comes with like society's normal. I mean, what's viewed as normal in society. So there's definitely a lot of that out there. Um, but when it comes to creative stuff, like photography, filmmaking, I've been doing that for three, four years. And so it just kind of comes naturally. Yeah. Just kind of rolling with it essentially. Sure. When it, when did you, when did you get started with photography? You said three or four years ago. So what, like, 12, 13. Yeah. But at that point it really wasn't serious. Um, mm. you know, that was like picking up my mom's can of T3 eye, going out, shooting on vacations, messing around, um, getting some wacky results. So yeah, really started taking it seriously. I don't know, two years ago. Um, okay. so that's when things started to pick up. Yeah. And, and what yeah. kind of, what kind of made that switch for you to start taking it seriously? Is that was there like a certain moment where was it just you starting to create really good images and that just kind of filled you up or did someone come to you and said, Hey, I'll, I'll pay you. Cause that, that was kind of the moment for me where I started to take things seriously when someone was like, Hey, like how much f- would it cost for, for me to have you film something for me? And I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? That's a, that's a thing. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I want to say I actually want to give away. Oh, from, nice. Do you know who you know who Potato Jet is? Yeah, of course I do. Right. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So the biggest giveaway that I think he's ever done, I won. And this was back in 
the winter of 2018, I think. So yeah, around two years ago. Mm-hmm. I won that giveaway, got a new camera, and that just like, I was already taking decent photos with my mom's camera, but that just made everything more exciting. It was like, I just got so lucky. Somehow I won this giveaway. I, I'm, I'm going to make it, I'm going to do something with it. So like started making YouTube videos, started really taking that seriously and just trying to make the best content that I could. And that's just kind of evolved over time. And, um, you know, really it's just a lot of practice. And I think as I keep doing it, it just keeps getting more fun and more enjoyable. Yeah. 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 There's really, there's really no shortcut to taking good photos. And, and obviously there's things that you can invest in and whatnot, but you still have to go through the process of yourself to take photos. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You have to mess up all the different times you have to mess up all the different things yeah you have to leave your sd card at home to never do that again (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah for for example i mean yeah there's there's a lot like that (laughs) yeah i've i've oh my god i've done that i think i feel like anyone anyone that's shot for a long time has at least a couple of horror stories you know what i mean right (laughs) yeah yeah what's i'm curious what your what your opinion is on investing in in new gear and stuff because you got the the new Canon R5 coming out, the A7S3. I mean, there's like these cam camera manufacturers are literally shitting out these cameras every month. It feels like, and they just keep getting better and better. And I'm just curious mm-hmm. because I've I've been putting out a lot of content, or not a lot, but I put I put out some some content here and there about gear and kind of poking fun at people that just get the latest and greatest thing. What, yeah. what, what kind of is your opinion on, on upgrading your gear and, and how do you, how do you go about doing it at 16? So the camera that I'm recording on right now, my main photo and video camera is a Canon SL2, which is an APS-C camera, okay. $400. And, um, I've been very privileged and lucky to actually borrow some gear from my filmmaking teacher at my high school. Nice. So that. That has been very nice. But when it comes to actually investing in gear yourself, mm-hmm. I think it's important to actually analyze where you're at and wait until you feel like the camera you have or lenses is limiting you. Mm. And I'm actually kind of getting to that point right now where I rented a Canon EOS R the other day to go shoot in the city. Autofocus was amazing. Everything was just 10 times better. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, it's time for me to upgrade. But I think the best way to see results is to start with a $200 camera. Yeah. Um, you know, all the pros say in their YouTube videos, for example, that they could get amazing photos with the Canon T3i. Yeah. And they're, they're not being bogus or anything. They actually could. That's because that's what a lot of people start with. Mm. And I, I think that's the best way to go about it. Don't get caught up in the latest and the greatest. I mean, dude, today I was watching like Jared Poland's Furnos photos, photo update or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like a new Sony A9 Mark III, which is like, is that even necessary? Right. It's like, so uh, it's just all these new different cameras coming out. It can be very distracting. Right. Um, I like to just kind of tune it out, just create. And um, I think that's the best way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there's so many different variables when it comes to just creating really amazing stuff, um, especially when it comes to video, because not only do you have visuals, but you also have audio and people don't really pay as much close attention as they should to audio as they do the visuals when it comes to video and i know photography there's there's no audio going on i don't think i i know this about you but do you do video or is it just mainly photography i do do video okay you do both so i've made a couple short films a couple documentaries 
Um, I kind of got into video a little bit after photography, but okay. at this point, I've been doing it seriously for a little bit now. I got you. Cool. Yeah. I was just curious. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. But anyways, I remember when I had, I had the Canon T3i. That was my first camera ever, the, the Rebel. And it yep. didn't have autofocus. I had to keep going back and forth because I was using it to create YouTube content for myself. But I put a super flat picture profile on that camera and started using that. And I looked back recently at that footage and I'm like, this is damn good footage. Like some of these shots are better than shots that I've taken with when I had the Sony a7S II and now I have the GH5 from Panasonic. I mean, some of the shots that I made from my, uh, I had this transformation video. I don't know if you've seen it, but yeah. um, mm -hmm. some of those shots in there, I'm like, man, like the lighting was just so good. And I was like, this, this is, these, these, some of these shots are better than what I was doing with my A7S II, like right. a camera that's yeah. quadruple the price. So my point is like, there's so many different variables. There's lighting, composition, how you put everything together. I mean, it's just kind of, it's kind of wild. But when I switched from the Canon T3i to the A7S II, I wasn't ready for it. And I technically on paper, I shouldn't have made that switch, but I will admit it did inspire me to create a ton of content and, and get really good because it was a lot of money for me at the time. And I'm like, I've got one of the best cameras you can get. There's no excuse for me not to right. create amazing stuff. And that, I don't think a lot of people talk about that. Have you ever experienced that for yourself where you kind of up leveled a little bit, a little bit sooner than you should maybe, or no, at this point, I don't think I have, but like, that's only because I've been borrowing some stuff from my teacher. Yeah. And I've had access to that. But what you just said is so true. And I talked about this on my latest podcast. Mm. The gear that you have really only matters as long as it, like the, the one aspect where I think it matters is if it inspires you to go out and shoot or to go out and get better. Mm -hmm. And certain cameras just do that. And that's going to be different for every person. Yeah. And it's not about 8K. It's not about the fastest autofocus. It's kind of what comes down to what you as a creator look for. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's important. I mean, even upgrading if you're not ready for it, if it inspires you to get out there and just shoot, yeah, that's pretty big. But you gotta you yeah. gotta be careful of that at the same time, because <laughs> because yeah. that little voice in the back of your head could easily just be like, yeah, I get it, you deserve it, you know, it's it's gonna inspire you, and then right. you know it it collects dust or or whatever. I don't know. There, yeah, yeah. No, that's there's that's like me and a Leica. Like I want a Leica so bad. Yeah, it's like the pinnacle of photography cameras. Sure. So I'm waiting. I'm gonna rent one eventually. Yeah. See if I like it. And renting too. That's a Renting is key. You know, yeah. That's rent before you buy is such a, that's super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. You know, there's, that's kind of what people talked about a while ago with the EOS R versus the Sony a7 III. A lot of people like the EOS R more, even though it had not as good specs. You just rent a camera, see if you like it and if it works for you. And if so, then, I mean, that should be the one you invest in. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think it's the same thing with with cars too. I think it's a lot of a lot of things. At least for me, I you see YouTubers talk about certain cameras and they talk about how good they are, uh, and they are good. But if they don't work for you, especially when you're used to doing a lot of work in the field and whatnot, like you know what feels good and what doesn't feel good, and everyone has different types of shooting and or, or different types of shooting styles and like certain features. Like for me, like I don't really care about like super slow-mo, like 240 frames per second. Like I could not 
care less about that. Like, yeah. like I care, I definitely want 60 frames to, you know, still get that slow motion, but I don't, I don't really need anything crazier than that. So any of those specs doesn't mean anything. So you really have to, to find out what's, what's good for you. And I, I think what's really cool about you and another big reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because even at 16, like, you know, these things already, and you're putting your money in places that not many people are putting their money into. You're investing in yourself, you're becoming resourceful, you're borrowing equipment from your teacher instead of just buying equipment, you're, you're investing in your mind, your knowledge, things like that. What kind of made that switch for you to start learning and absorbing and, and investing in you versus just getting cool gear and cool gadgets? Is that your parents? Is that people you look, look up to, where did you kind of make that switch? I think in a sense, it's from my parents, mm. maybe a little bit. I don't know entirely. I think naturally I've always been slightly curious. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always started watching YouTube videos and I watched YouTube videos for two years, just learning as much as I could and eventually like investing in actual courses and programs. But, um, you know, maybe some of that's from my parents. I used to always want to get, or a while ago I was in a phase where I looked on Amazon found all this cool gear and my mom actually just encouraged me don't get it just like wait a little bit wait a month and if you still want it mm. or feel like you need it then get it a bit of that discipline i think does come from my mom who's like constantly telling me don't just wait just wait it out have a little patience mm. and see if you actually still feel that you need it and often cases i didn't i completely forgot about it in a month mm. um, yeah 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 for sure what yeah. made you because i know you're a big youtube person and i'm a huge youtube person as well and you can learn so much on youtube what made the switch from just learning on youtube to actually investing in yourself and taking courses and programs because a lot of people get turned off by it. they think oh i can just learn this stuff on on youtube why would i invest in a, in a course or a program and here you are at 16 you invested in the creator's blueprint with me what kind of made you think that this was a good move for you i knew it was going to save my time ultimately you can learn 99 percent of everything there is to know on youtube but to get through all of that information and to find it all and to watch it in an order that makes sense mm -hmm. i think would take i mean it took me three years yeah it, it took me three years to get to where i am right now where i have the skill that i do as a photographer and a filmmaker mm -hmm. so it takes time and a lot of the times you don't have that time mm -hmm. So for the Creators Blueprint, investing in that, I mean, you've, you've done so much for me in the past when it comes to the free trainings, the free workshops, that I didn't really hesitate at all. I knew it was going to be worth mm. it. And I mean, it is. Like, I, I can say 100% that it is. And that's one, because of the time saved. And it's also just because of the position that I think people come out of the Creators Blueprint and other courses in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it saves... Saves a huge amount of time, and I think that's a huge reason why you wanted to put out a photography course, which you're currently working on, right? What's that about, and, and what, kind of, what kind of inspired that move to start your own photography course? So I'm making a course right now for beginner photographers, and um, the reasoning behind that is just because I think I've accumulated a lot of knowledge over the past few years, and uh, that can be passed on to people. And right now, there isn't really a course in the photography community that I know of that's really dominating. That's kind of the go-to. Mm -hmm. So eventually, I'm trying to build up to that. And um, you know that, that could be an option down the line. But really, I think if you want to make a course, or if you're planning on it, if you know a little bit more 
than the average person, then just do it. Just just give it a go and try and put what you know out there. Because, mm. um, you know, you can help people. It's kind of that imposter syndrome type thing where you kind of get stuck in your own mind about not being good enough to do this mm-hmm. or X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And that actually happened to me when being on this podcast. You reached out. I was like, Sam Newton has been on this podcast. And now I'm about to be on the podcast. So it was like this, <laughs> this little moment of like, is this actually happening? Do I actually deserve right. this? Just kind of had to push past that. And here we are. Yeah. And I cannot be more excited. So, I mean, I'm doing this because I think I have something to teach people and save time, energy. And I wish I had a mentor when I started. Yeah. I wish I had someone who I could go to and ask questions and mm-hmm. bother with all the different things that you know might stop you from taking photos along the yeah. way. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping to be a mentor for beginner photographers. Yeah, that's the key yeah. right there. What you said, beginner photographers, and for the people listening right now, you know, you see the online education space; it's blowing up, and and so many people are putting out courses and programs and guides and all of these different things. And not to step on anybody's toes or or throw anyone under the bus, but from what I've seen and what I've heard is most of them are kind of the same generic package that's kind of going out to a broad audience. And something that you and I talked about on the creator's blueprint is be extremely weary of that. Go super niche and solve a specific problem and get really good at solving that problem. And you wanted to help the beginner. The, the beginner photographer and, and create an experience for the beginner photographer. Did you see a big kind of switch with that or? I mean, I mean, for sure there was a, a very big mental switch. I mean, before taking the creator's blueprint, I wasn't even going to make a course. So first off, there's like, that's a huge difference, obviously. Mm. I didn't um, know that. But I think, Oh no, no, it wasn't even on my radar. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Like a, some, make a YouTube video. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, make a make a lot. Yeah, for sure. All these different for sure, things, for sure. <laughs> right. So it, it, I wasn't even part of my thinking. Mm. So I think the creative blueprint helped me to kind of sit back, take some time to analyze what I am passionate about doing. Yeah. And ultimately, that's teaching people. I just enjoy teaching people. Yeah. And you don't have to like a course is not for everyone. People love doing client work, and that's that's awesome. Like if you love doing client work, then you should do client work. But ultimately, I just like teaching people. And so that kind of mental shift happened where I realized that one, I could make a course that it was actually an option because it just never really crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. And then two, I could do it successfully. Mm. And so I'm still kind of working up to doing that and figuring out all these different ways to build this into a successful course. But I think just the confidence really is the the main thing that I think I got out of the creators. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, there's so many possibilities and I think there's possibilities to do both too. And I, I did both for a while. I did client work and I, I started my course and while I was doing both, I realized that the client work just wasn't filling me up like the course was. And I decided to just go all in on the, on the coaching business, but you can definitely do both as long as you design it in a way that provides you freedom within your day and you don't it doesn't become an anchor for you and and you start working for your business instead of on your business if that makes sense but you can definitely do both and it doesn't have to be courses it could also be LUTs and presets if you really want it to be or any kind of digital product to go above and beyond maybe just a a LUT or a preset but something that I want to talk about with you 
and this is what kind of stop a lot of people. And I get this question all the time. And I don't know if you have is all of the negative voices and the people around you that might be telling you that this is not a possibility. This is not a reality. And I know from just personal conversations and I don't know if you want me sharing this, but we could take it out if you want, but I know that your parents didn't want you to sign up for the careers blueprint. They didn't, I don't know if they didn't want you to, to go down this path if you could kind of shed some light and, and talk about kind of that experience with your parents, because for me, I had to prove to them and it was tough because they wanted me to get a normal nine to five job. So is that something that you experienced? Um, a little bit. I guess my parents' main hesitation for the career's blueprint was just the price. Mm. Like, is it really worth mm. it? Because they haven't. You're just a random name to yeah. them, like a random person on the internet. Sure. <laughs> um, so it's so like, who, who's this guy? You're about to spend this much money yeah. on him but i knew it was going to be a good investment for me and my business and wherever that was going to mm. go like at the time i didn't know where i wanted to take things but i mean now i'm coming out of it and i do know what to mm. do but as for so like the price was really my parents main hesitation mm. um but then there also is a little bit of conflict i don't think i think they support my creative goals like being a photographer being a filmmaker they're all they're all for that mm. but then when it comes to college that's like a whole other debate and I haven't made my decision about that, but they 100% want me to go. Mm. And my grandparents 100% want me to mm. go. So that, I think, is where the real kind of conflict is yes. with us. Yes. That's a that's, big one. That's a huge one. That's that's a yeah. very big one. I've had to deal with that myself. I mean, you're at 16 and you have the clarity and the direction and even the networking that I had when I was like 24, you know what I mean? So when I was going to college, I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. I didn't know who I was. I was figuring my shit out. And so I didn't even have a good reason to tell my parents, I don't want to go. I want to drop out other than I want to drop out. Like that's, that was the only reason that I had. You have a lot of clarity and just from knowing you personally, you've got clarity, direction, you're networking with people like Eric Floberg. <laughs> I mean, just like amazing yeah. people that at 16, I was like eating junk food and, and <laughs> like playing Xbox, you know? <laughs> right. So, yeah. So I guess my yeah. question is like knowing what you know now, going through the blueprint, studying up and, and just really taking action which people in their 50s and 60s don't even do and you at 16 are doing where what are you leaning towards are you leaning towards going to college or are you leaning outside of college just out of curiosity i'm definitely leaning towards not going to college Mm. definitely not film school so film school has kind of just been eliminated for me right now at this moment but i haven't looked into it too much so i don't want to be like too too biased yeah i've just heard about it yeah. Right. Um, I haven't looked into college too much in general, but what I will say is with the direction and clarity that I have now, like I can't wait to see where I am when I graduate high school. Mm. Like I, I'm actually just, I'm excited about it. I was taking a walk today, just thinking to myself, like when I graduate high school, I'm going to have all this figured out. Mm. The course is just going to be like a streamlined process. Yeah. And like a few things might change along the way. Like I might add things mm-hmm. or tweak it a little bit. But if I want it to be, it'll be successful by the time I graduate high school. 
And so with that in mind, I'm kind of leaning against it and then just going from there, doing other things. Yeah. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I, I'm like, I like what you're saying right now are the exact thoughts I had only I was graduating college, which was just like four years later, which is amazing. What was kind of a pivotal moment for you from not just the blueprint, but just like in business, have you had just a pivotal moment? Because again, like not many people have the clarity and the direction. Like I don't want to put words in your mouth. Like, you know, exactly what you're going to be doing, but you kind of do at the same time, you know, the processes and the systems to put into place and you know, kind of what your next 90 days is going to look like, you know, what kind of pivotal moment have you had so far that kind of gave you that direction and start producing revenue and get, and getting results that you've been getting? Um, I think a lot of it is what you talked about. I think on the podcast too, just putting the blinders on mm. like stay in your lane, pick one thing and focus on it and not, don't get distracted by all these other different things going yeah. on. I think before the blueprint, I was really trying to make presets and let's like my main thing. Mm. And I still have them up because if people want to support me, like I appreciate the support, like they're still there, but I'm not spending all my time on them. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that they're going to be like the end all be all, like buy my presets and they're, they're amazing. Like I'm not saying that, but I think I was spending way too much time on that before. Um, I just didn't really know what I was doing. I was making a YouTube video here mm -hmm. and there, making presets and let's, and then a part of the course and just on my own, I realized that I could do, I, I could make my own course. Mm -hmm and do that and I think that that really is the main pivotal moment realizing that I could do this and then also I mean figuring out it's not even that hard like I remember watching the careers evolution mm. one of the things you talked about was business is not hard and I was mm -hmm. or is easy I yep. think you said right yep. so I was kind of like eh I don't know about that <laughs> um, <and> just, <laughs> I know it's it's just so it's so hard to believe initially yeah it is. for sure it really it really yeah. is and uh, two months later, I'm like, getting clients is kind of easy. Like if I wanted yeah. to, I'm not, I'm not trying to spend too much time yeah. on them, but like just hit a few spots and like when you're messaging them, the language you use, like it's not mm -hmm. that hard. Um, so right now I have like a monthly retainer client that requires a very small amount of my time, mm. but it gives me the money that I need to keep my course active until that starts really to making That's revenue. amazing. Um, and like, it was just kind of easy to get that client yeah uh, that sounds so strange or simple i'm sure to some people yeah. but that is also a huge pivotal moment like you're going to come out of this course with no excuses not to succeed yeah which i think is like the the really big the big thing for for you sure for the course yeah i mean that's the key right i mean it all falls on you why why make yeah. it more difficult for yourself than than it needs to be and you know the reason why we teach that and, and ingrain that into your brain is because your beliefs create your thoughts, which then create your actions. And so why would you have these negative belief systems that are going to then create these negative thoughts, which are going to then create really horrible action and not just horrible action, but no action. Because if you, if you think right. all of this is so hard, like the amount of the amount of DMS that I get is like, you know, getting clients is so hard, Zach, like, what are you doing? What, what are you doing differently? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's your problem right there is you think it's so damn difficult. And so you're not even 
you're not even trying. You're not even really putting in right. the effort that you should be putting in because if you knew it was easy, you would be going all day long like I'm like it's a game, right? And so yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that's a huge moment and obviously that's not an overnight thing. That that's a constant work in progress. And even for me like with what I'm doing, you know, it's there are days where I'm like, man, this is this is just I'm just having a fucked up day and this is this is not an easy day right now. Like that happens. That um, that's not what yeah. we're talking about here. Like that's going to happen. You're going to have messed up days and you kind of have to embrace it. But 85, 90 plus percent you want to have those key belief systems so that you continue because this is a 10-year journey plus. This is not just tomorrow. This is not just after high school for you, right? This is four years after high school and four years after that, you know? So why make it difficult for yourself? So that's another thing too. I mean, one, there's no such thing as an overnight success, first of all. And then then second of all, I mean, you have to have that long-term mentality. Mm -hmm. I mean, for example, I've been doing YouTube for two years, Mm -hmm. pretty consistently. Like sometimes I'd have to skip a month, for example, but like pretty consistently. And I'm at 800 subscribers, but I'm like, I know that continuing to do that for a little while, continuing to provide value and teach people, eventually those numbers are going to start to grow. And I mean, so that can be applied to everything that can be applied to getting higher paying clients or this and that. But I think having that long term mentality is also extremely important. Yeah. The long game is is so key. And, And some of the top YouTubers, I mean, they've been on the platform for 10 years. And for the first four years, they didn't have shit to show for it. You know what I mean? And there's some people that grow in eight months and like that happens too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love talking about how you're always where you need to be. Even though some people are growing faster than, than you are, that it doesn't matter because you are supposed, you are where you're supposed to be at this current moment. And maybe because you're still at 800 subscribers or it's just growing consistently and you haven't done like a Peter McKinnon leap yet is because you're not ready for that amount of subscribers. And that was my problem when I was creating YouTube was, you know, I wasn't mentally, emotionally, like everything. Like I wasn't ready to handle a million subscribers. And the reason why a Peter McKinnon is, is because he was ready for it. He's been around for a long time, even before YouTube. You know what I mean? So thinking about it and having yeah. that perception switch is, is so key. It's like, I am, I am going at the speed that I am supposed to be going in because I'm picking up and learning so many different things. That's going to help people, my clients, my customers, you know, everything for the long term. You're learning and learning and learning. And the speed that you're going is the perfect speed. And you could be going faster than other people or or slower than other people, but it, it really doesn't matter. So that's really interesting. And that if you have that mindset, you can just wake up every day and just feel good about yourself. <laughs> and feel good about what you're doing. Stay stay dedicated and just I know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get that uh, Michael Jordan mindset. I'm I'm really working on it. I've talked about that in like a lot of podcast yeah, yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really right. working hard on that. <laughs> oh man, that guy, that guy is a savage. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's another <laughs> level for sure. What's been like your absolute favorite moment in business for you so far? What has been just extremely fun for you? 
So I guess I'd probably break this question into two different answers, one for the course and one for client mm -hmm. work. And for client work, it's like just getting that, not necessarily first client, because I'd gotten clients before, but they'd been like $100, $75 photo shoots, so nothing yeah. too big. But like when you get that first monthly retainer, that's mm -hmm. a big thing. Um, that's when you're like, I yeah. can do this. I got yeah. this. And then the other one for the course, um, I think, is seeing people's reactions to teaching. So like I've had live calls with people where I'm like explaining why to shoot mm -hmm. in raw and I pull the highlights back and they're like, whoa, mm -hmm. <laughs> like look at that. Cause like it'd been all blown out and then I'm fixing it. And so like people seeing, pe seeing people's reactions to what I know and what I take for granted, mm -hmm. but like being able to teach people, I think is really, really cool mm -hmm. and special. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I would imagine that's something you've experienced too. Um, when people kind of click, it's just really cool oh, to yeah. watch. Oh yeah, it's like you don't you don't really know the impact that you're having on people, especially because not everyone that you're impacting is commenting and engaging. Like there's so many people that go under the radar, and you kind of just step into your into your own shoes as an audience member yourself. Maybe you're different because, well, at least you're you're a lot better than I am with connecting with people, especially at your age. You're, you're much better at engaging with people's content, which is really important in terms of, of networking. We could talk about that a little bit too. But for me, you know, I was completely silent when watching all these different YouTubers, like, and they would be inspiring me so much and I'd be learning and absorbing. And then I would be even teaching it to others. And I never even engaged or commented on a single YouTube video. I was like that ghost person. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you really don't know who you're impacting until you maybe create some sort of masterclass course coaching program and then you can or an event in person event and you can speak to these people face to face but yeah i mean the impact that that you have is incredible and you can always you always have something to give at every single level that you're at even if you feel like you're a beginner you still have value to provide to other people there's no there's no such thing as like someone's higher than you, then, you know, they can just do it because, you know, they're smarter, they've done it already or whatever. Your story and your experiences tell a unique story that is going to impact someone in a way that maybe that person at a quote unquote higher level that maybe they've been doing it longer than you have would have than you providing the impact to this person actually going through it and doing it. So there's no such thing as imposter. There is no such like all the, yeah. all the yeah, information sure. we have has been constantly recycled, but how authentic are you and what kind of unique experience do you, you provide to people? And that is what separates you. That's everything. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's kind of what Gary V talks about. I mean, when people ask why he's special or something, he's just like, he he says like i'm me that's it i mean he's who he is and if he was someone completely different he might not get the same kind of mm -hmm. attention because how he acts how he talks and all those different things that he talks about um people resonate with that and that's what makes yeah. him special um uh, that's true for everyone not just him because he has however many yeah. followers that's yeah. true for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, because I see you engaging with content with other creatives that I follow, and I'm I'm always kind of looking around, seeing who's who and whatnot. And I'm always seeing you in certain locations, and I'm like, yeah, Lucas, you're killing it, man. <laughs> what What's kind of been your networking strategy? Because 
you're starting to connect with really talented big names in this industry at 16 years old which is freaking mind-blowing what kind of things are you are you doing that you know you would want to share with with other people what what has kind of helped you get into these certain circles that you're getting yourself into i think simply put don't interact with people to get something out of it like if you have that mindset from the beginning you're screwed you're going nowhere and people can tell and um you know even if they don't it's just not going to work out for you Uh, so what i try and do is i just like genuinely interact like interact genuinely and be nice with people like that sounds so simple it might Mm -hmm. sound silly Uh, but there's certain people who i follow who i might not even bother to engage with right now because i'm like i just follow them for the pretty pictures but i don't really want to get into their Mm -hmm. circle so like there's certain people who i will who i follow like one of them being eric Mm -hmm. floberg and i'm just like when i see something that he does or he posts i'm just like have a my genuine reaction i write it down and i press post and i don't Mm. think about it like don't overthink it uh write down whatever comes to your mind at first and i mean i think a lot of people do overthink Mm. it and i don't think i have this master strategy i just try to like be nice and if you comment on people's youtube videos instagram posts enough they're going to recognize your profile picture and your name and i mean that's kind of like the the start right because once they know your name you post a really nice comment they'll be like oh it's this guy so it's not a something that will happen over one day but i think after maybe a few months of doing that you can create those really powerful connections with whoever yeah. you want and now and now eric's following following you right now you have an actual relationship yeah, yeah i mean i think we're hoping to rent a canon r5 sometime in the middle of october and yeah. test it out so We'll see if that happens. I don't that's know. That's freaking but, awesome, um, man. God, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago. The Chicago boys are connecting. Is he still in Chicago? Yep. He's still in Chicago, right? He yeah. is. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. He is. Man, that's cool. Yeah, he's a super talented photographer. Well, this has been amazing, dude. I, I've got I've got one last question. You know, we, we have a lot of listeners on here that are on the fence about the creator's blueprint. And you know, I'm just curious, what would you tell them? Because you kind of experienced that too, where, you know, you knew it was a good move for you, maybe still on the fence and you decided to take that plunge. And it sounds like you are really glad that you did. What would you tell a friend of yours that's on the fence and they're just not quite sure? Maybe they have people telling them like, Hey, you know, you're much better off investing your money in other things what what would you say to to someone that's on the fence no i think like i said earlier ultimately this program puts you into in the position where you really don't have an excuse not to Mm. succeed um so that that's the big thing but really like don't hesitate and and just do it like just press Mm. the button just Mm. sign up and i mean for me my life was completely transformed Mm. so much clarity so much direction and before this, I didn't really know what I was doing. And now I do. Now I'm making money. I, like when I got my client, I just went downstairs and I, in my parents' face, I was like, I told you so. <laughs> like, I, I knew I could do it. I was I just had a smile yeah, on my yeah, face. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I, I knew I could. And I mean, that's thanks to the Creators Blueprint. And um, I mean, yeah, just, just do it. Like I don't, this program puts you in such a good place if you're a photographer, a filmmaker, a creative person. Mm-hmm. Um, the community that you get out of it, all of the members that you 
or I don't know, graduate yeah. with or are within the program. So that connection with them is incredible. Your mentorship is incredible. Mm. I mean, I think just the way that you devote your time and energy to us is mm. really the big thing. Um, that's mm. really special. And I think that's something everyone can get a little yeah. something out of. That's amazing, dude. I uh, appreciate yeah. you sharing that. Where can people follow you? Where can people learn more about you? We've got listeners on here that guys, you're going to want to follow Lucas and, and check him out and check out his story. And he's got, he's putting together a really incredible beginner photography course that is, I've seen just the sneak peeks of, of the welcome page and it's, it's starting to look pretty incredible. Where can, where can people look into that and, and follow you and, and follow your journey? Yeah. Thanks man. So I, I appreciate that. Honestly, it's thanks to you. <laughs> not, <laughs> no, 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 dude. That is that you. That not, is not all you. I was just, I'm just a little, little bird floating around and spewing some things here and there, but that's all you tell them, tell them where yeah. some of it. Yeah. <laughs> At Lucas Copenute on Instagram and then just Lucas Copenute on YouTube as well. And then, um, yeah, follow me there. A lot more about the course will be coming out Dope. soon. Um, that's cool, about man. it. Yeah. Dope. Appreciate you being here. Any last little tidbits you got that you wanted to, to spew out? Any, any last words for <sighs> beginner photographers, beginner creatives, people that are just unsure of if this is the right path for them? Yeah, I mean, to, the, to those people, beginner creators, there's only one way to find out. If it's the right path, go out with the camera mm. and just shoot and experiment with it and mess around with your camera. And, uh, that's really all yeah. you can do. That's, yep. that's all you can do. Got to start. All right, man, Lucas, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate you being on here. Yeah. Peace. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, there's only two more days left to invest inside of the Careers Blueprint. Get inside of this program. Join our CB family. You will not regret it. Last one of the year. You can click the link in the show notes or go to www.thecreatorsblueprint.com. I cannot wait to start working with you for these next seven weeks, and I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.